welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASM media podcast covering the topics that matter most to the promotion products industry. I'm executive editor, Sarah Lavandusky, and today I'm joined by three guests. So we have with us Megan Spire, Vice President of Sales at Supplier Bella Canvas. We have Mitch Freed, CEO of Top 40 Distributor Jenny Mark, and we have Brittany Godsey, the CRO at Supplier Gold Bond. Each of them is appearing on our 2022 Counselor Power 50 list of the industry's most influential people for the first time this year. And today we're going to discuss their career journeys, upcoming initiatives they're working on, what it means to be a part of a new generation of leaders in the industry, and so much more. So thank you everyone for being here. We're very excited to have you and congratulations, very exciting. Thank Thanks you for inviting us. Absolutely. So, Brittany, let's start with you. What are your primary responsibilities at your company as CRO? Yeah, thanks for opening it up. Thank you for the warm welcome. So, um, Brittany Gotti, Chief Revenue Officer of Gold Bond outside of Hickson, Tennessee. And today, my revenue team is made up of seven departments. So, I have sales, marketing, customer service, product development, resolutions, your sampling department, and also our golf display division. So essentially most all of your customer facing elements are supported by the revenue team, but my role center comes down to three buckets of responsibility. So bucket one would be define a winning sales process, choosing the right systems to architect for scale and predictability and create visibility into appropriate success metrics and KPIs. Bucket two would be to take both a qualitative and a quantitative approach to forecasting. And then bucket three would be to build and execute marketing, customer service, partnership strategies that drive revenue and support our common goals. Fantastic. Thank you. Megan, how about you? What are your primary responsibilities? Uh, I am the commercial leader of the business overseeing sales, customer success, inventory planning, production planning, uh, sales analytics, new product development, and sales ops. And ultimately, um, I'm responsible for increasing the company's revenue and market share by developing strategies that help to differentiate the brand and uh, drive relationships with channel partners, um, create affinity for Bella Canvas that, you know, hopefully result in high value enterprise deals. Awesome. Thank you. And Mitch, just coming on a year of CEO as Genuine Mark, uh, what are your responsibilities primarily? Uh, the primary, my, my, my responsibilities as CEO are, are what you would, what you would probably assume are, are my responsibilities. I mean, I manage the, uh, you know, the day-to-day, uh, of Genumark and that can be, uh, you know, from the operations perspective, sales perspective, uh, the financial health of our company, uh, everyone that sort of oversees those buckets reports into me. So I have an executive management team that I manage and it sort of trickles down from there. But, and of course, you know, in addition to just the reporting functions, I mean, I, uh, I like to lead the culture, at least I'd like to feel like I do. Um, certainly, uh, the outward, uh, spokesperson for our company now, uh, you know, whether that's dealing with, you know, big client, uh, events or client relations, um, you know, things in the media, that type of thing. Um, typical stuff that uh, that you would expect and hope uh, a good CEO is trying to do for a company. Great. Thank you. And Mitch, let's continue with you. Um, so sure. tell us about how you got started in promo. I know we had talked at length about kind of your career journey, um, but, you know, tell us about how you got into this industry. I know you have some personal connections with it. Oh, of course. I mean, uh, you know, the not that there's an elephant in the room, but, but the obvious thing is that uh, Jenny Mark is our family business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I sort of uh, started the second generation uh, movement, if you will, of Jenny Mark. And, 
it's a very long story, but to make it very short, I came from primarily a management consulting background, having nothing to do uh, with the brand and merchandising industry and was, was doing that for a while and, and a couple other more entrepreneurial things. Um, and it was just a conversation that I had with my dad about succession and what was going to happen to Genumark in the years to come. Um, I was looking to potentially uh, buy and operate a business, you know, in another industry and got to talking and, and quickly understood that there was a benefit both to me, to my dad and to the business uh, to, to join when I did about five years ago. So uh, really just a fantastic opportunity that, that I had. And uh, one that like, you know, as crazy as it sounds was sort of not part of my life goals or what I thought I was going to be doing. Um, it just wasn't. Uh, and sometimes great opportunities are sort of staring you right in the face without, without really knowing that they're there. And, um, you know, so it's a good lesson in open and honest communication. And that's really how I ended up at Genumark. Wonderful. Thank you. And Megan, how about you? How did you get your start in promo? Um, Bella Canvas was actually my first job out of college. Wow. Started in started mm-hmm. in outside sales, um, did that for several years, moved into a director role, um, overseeing our distributor uh, supplier partner relationships. And then uh, October of 2019, I moved into the VP role. I feel very fortunate to have had more than one mentor in the business who have helped to coach and teach me, um, helped me to elevate and then, you know, eventually to, to lead. Um, but I actually found, uh, um, I found the job listing on Craigslist, which I think is a mark of the times. So Craigslist was my end. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Wow. That is. Yeah. And Brittany, how about you? How did you get your start in promo? Yeah, that's so funny that she just said that because I found mine in the newspaper when I was actually at my current job as a server. So (laughs) I love that. Wow. That's yeah, great. isn't that funny how it's like full circle and now you're like, who does that, right? So um, <laughs> I was actually Golvon's first ever sales support. That role has since been um, combined with our customer support, so our customer service teams. But at the time, that role was an assistant to our sales representatives we had. So from there, I was much like everybody else on the call. I was granted the opportunity to pace through elevated sales roles and into where I am today as the chief revenue officer. Right. Thank you. Yeah, Megan, I want to jump to you about um, a few um, initiatives that your company is working on in the next couple months. What is that looking like for you? What is it looking like into Q1, Q2 of 2023? Yeah, when I when I was thinking a little bit about this, um, interestingly enough, both of our initiatives are um, have to do with corporate um, social responsibility and sustainability. Yep. Um, we've always had a big commitment um, around sustainability and and ultimately our impact on the environment. But Mm. one of our new initiatives, um, it involves um, kind of creating some really formalized um, reporting around it. So it's a global sustainability strategy, essentially, that will include a published report with third party audited measurements against benchmarks and progress to goals. So rather than just us operating and making decisions along the way that can have an impact, we'll start to publish and produce, um, you know, our our results essentially um, that black and white provide, um, you know, uh, a way for us to track. Are we, are we achieving goals? Are we surpassing? Are we not hitting them? What does that look like? Um, Creating more transparency around it, which I love. And then we're also in development on a new fabric technology that would really revolutionize kind of the eco and sustainable t-shirt category. So I can't share too many details yet, but the engineering behind it is incredible. So more to come on that. Cool. Great. Thank you. I love the teaser. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, 
Brittany, I did want to ask you um, the upcoming initiatives, but also, you know, the fact that you have such a strong social media presence and how that gives Gold Bond um, a competitive advantage in this industry. Can you tell us about that kind of the, the philosophy behind the social media initiatives, um, how you created that 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 um, image or persona on social media that's really the face of Gold Bond? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So I think as a whole, we're deploying multiple initiatives around supporting our customers, right? So social media just sort of blankets inside of that really nicely. But we have a special special interest in ensuring that we never become tone deaf to their needs and how we can help them build their revenue. And so social acts as a really phenomenal channel for us to bridge that gap, right? So we're going to be focusing a lot more on nurturing techniques for our clients. So I think social is a phenomenal example that you brought up, Sarah. They crave informational tips and tricks before, but now entering a potential economic downturn, that presents new challenges that they may have never experienced before, right? So it's our job to find a way to build a bridge of information, education, and tools that they can deploy real time to successfully sustain and grow their future business. Social is a phenomenal way to do that. So from a macro and, and micro example level, you know, a, a macro could be on social us going, hey, how to position your clients employee churn rate as an opportunity to grow your sales. How do you do that? Click here to learn more, right? Um, but it's our job to do quick plug and play materials that they can take and use in real time. And that's always been the, the goal of social media and our presence is to make sure that we give more than we get, right? We would like to use it as lead gen opportunities, but it's really to educate and inform on best positioning and best practices. So uh, that would be a macro level. At a micro level, we're kind of you know doing the omni-channel approach. And so we're actually launching a new chat feature today. So we haven't <laughs> very oh, great. Yeah, we haven't mass marketed it yet to on any e-blast or anything because we're trying to start slow, right? With some basic inquiries until we can gain more data, learn how to expand the tool. But we really believe it'll be a valuable resource for our busy clients mm -hmm. looking to get quick access intel on things. But that's another great thing that we can use for social later on. Once we learn more about what people are interested in and some common FAQs, we can sort of use that social media as a bridge to to share that information. Because if one person has a question about it, more than likely others do too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. And mm -hmm. um, Mitch, you know, I, I as the Canadian here, um, yes. I, you know, I wanted to ask you about um, just like initiatives at your company, but also, you know, on the other side of COVID, because we know um, Ontario was shut down for so long. You guys had such long lasting lockdowns that we in the United States were, were on the, you know, the, the other side of um, when you were still really locked down. I remember that vividly. So can you tell us what it's been like, you know, coming out of that and then um, the initiatives that you're excited about in the next few months? What that's looked like for you? Sure. So I would say Ontario was probably, I think I'm making this up, but at least it felt in my mind like about <laughs> six months behind sort of like the um, the rest of the United States in terms of just going back to business as usual. Yep. That mm -hmm. six months number would have to be qualified. I'm not 100% sure. It's all just a blur at this point, mm -hmm. but it took a while. And, yeah. you know, 2021 was probably not the year even that we would have loved to have seen. I think that 2021 was was impacted more than we probably thought it would be, just given that, you know, the vaccines were out there, and uh, that that was the biggest issue. I think in, in Canada and Ontario, the the access to vaccines were just we were way slower than the United States, and I think that also played a really big impact on just getting quote unquote back to normal. Um, that being said, I mean, 2022 for us has been a really solid, you know sort of not even normal, but, but it's been a really great, it's been a great year. And I can say that almost the whole way through. It's been, it's been a consistent year. Mm -hmm. What happened last year was 
our Q4 was just like out of control to a point where we just could barely keep up because the other quarters were so slow and not to budget. Um, Like I said, overall, 2021 was still not the year that we were hoping for, but uh, you know, Q4 was sort of bananas and we had to ramp up to make sure that we could get, uh, you know, um, service our clients. Mm -hmm. And this year has just been, a solid, consistent year, almost all the way through, uh, just sort of being ahead of budget by, uh, you know, good round percentages sort of each, each quarter. Um, so, you know, we're really grateful and thankful uh, for that. And I think a lot of it is just, you know, businesses just being tired of being in this lockdown mode and, you know, people um, getting out there, um, whether it's event driven or just being in the office more um, definitely feels a lot more like a normal year. So that, that's sort of 2022 for you. And then in terms of Genumark initiatives, uh, back to your point on, on COVID and the lockdown, we, we had a, um, a tech integration that we've been working on for a couple of years. Uh, I don't want to bore you with the details of that. Basically our front end um, sales support system where our sales folks uh, work day in and day out and uh, integrating that with our pretty sophisticated and I wouldn't say proprietary, but it was a customized ERP system that we've had for a long time. The two didn't necessarily talk to one another. So uh, we've actually been able to do that integration fully internally because we have an incredible technology team. But, you know, there were just so many disruptions to that. Like we had the plan that, you know, pre-COVID, we were going to be finished that integration in 2020. And only now this year, at the end of this year, are we going to be wrapped up with that. So it just it just took a long time. So Internally, we're certainly going to celebrate that integration being complete just because it's been on our minds for a really long time. That's number one. Um, and then number two, something that I can't really speak to publicly all that much, uh, a sustainability effort that we uh, are, are in the process of, of working on um, that we're really excited about. So that should hopefully, uh, you know, go to market, come out sort of publicly in the next the next 12 months, it may not even be in 2023, but there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. So That's sustainability great. is certainly something we're thinking about, just like our fantastic manufacturers here. Yes. Yes. And I have to ask you, you know, because you'll now be joining your dad on the Power 50 list, who's been, you know, he's been on there numerous times. And I wanted to ask you about, you know, what it's le- been like to transition into this new role um, next to your dad. And like the fact that you like didn't think that Genuark was in your future. Right. But now it definitely is. It's here. It's sure. here to stay. So what has that looked like for you? And what's it been like working with your dad so closely? Um, I'm really, really lucky. Like I. um Anybody who knows my dad, he's got, uh, again, I, I mean, I, I'm definitely biased, but I think this is correct. He's got a great, he's got a great reputation. He's got a great reputation. Yeah. And there's a reason why he has a great reputation. He's just a nice, good person to work with who's super mm. thoughtful. Mm. And he's really progressive too. You know, as someone in there, you know, I'm not disclosing any secrets, uh, in, their, in, their, in, their, in their 60s, you know, um, he's always taught me that, uh, not even just taught me, just really run the business in, in a way of thinking that status quo is the enemy. And I think he's sort of lived by that and thought that the whole way through. So coming in as a second generation leader, when you have someone who has always lived by that mantra and has always believed in progression and not doing the same thing over and over again, kind of makes my job not easy, but it's just, uh, it's super welcoming. And it's, it's not, I'm not constantly fighting battles with him, which you hear a lot with, um, with parents and their, and their children and businesses where there's just like disagreements all the time and got to push, you know, the older generation out because, you know, he or she's not, you know, doing what I need them to do. I, I don't have that at all. Um, so 
you know, it's been, it's been incredible to be honest. It's, it's really fun. We've grown closer because of it. And, uh, sort of sounds too good to be true, but that's just, that's yep. honestly what's going on in our world. It's great. Oh, lovely to hear. Wonderful. Last question for all of you. Um, I know like this, we're, we're so excited to welcome, um, new people onto the list of, uh, the next generation, like we've mentioned. Right. And we're here at ASI. We're so, um, eager to have a new people, new blood come in. The industry tends to be older. We love the new blood coming in. So I wanted to ask you all of you about, this next generation of promo leaders, what that's going to mean for the industry long-term. Brittany, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I thought this was such a phenomenal question because it's kind of loaded, right? And I think the easy answer is saying something like innovation, right? Something status quo. But I think the real answer is is elevation. There's just Mm -hmm. different expectations of your newer leaders that I think deliver this electric shock to our industry norms today. And they truly Mm -hmm. command respect for how we're viewed in society as a whole, as an industry, right? So I think us younger players, we know how to build content sequences to nurture our media mix. And we know how to look at our consumer entry points and see where that journey stalls out so that it's easier to deploy strategies that further a consumer along until the point of conversion, right? So it's not enough anymore to give me the cheapest price. No one wants to do that anyways. That sucks. That sucks for all of us. So how do you build brand loyalty? These these newer leaders just have a better grip on that because they've grown up experiencing it as consumers every day with brands just throwing themselves at them to get them to convert purchasing power on Instagram, TikTok, Amazon influencers, everything, right? Where every time you're scrolling you're and you stop and you inquire about something and you're like looking at a product, wondering if you're going to make a purchase, want to find out more, anything like that, you're lusting over the facade of what that thing can do for you. Or if I buy this, I can be more like that, right? Maybe it's more organized. It'll save me time to spend with my kids. It's a new life hack of some sort. So I think that bullying for pricing concessions that we've seen in the past, is just not enough to win loyalty moving forward. And I think it's not the way our industry has been used to operating up until now. So I don't wanna misspeak by saying, that face-to-face is obsolete. I don't think that's true. I definitely 100% agree that face-to-face is still warranted in some go-to-market strategies, and we are still very much relationship-based. But, you know, this new way is is intimidating for some people if they're not prepared to learn alongside them. And as we go, the more traditional sales ways will become relics of our industry's transformation, right? So there's just higher expectations entering the game for these newer leaders and much more creativity to stand out. Great. Thank you. Well said. And Megan, how about you, this next generation of leaders in promo? What is that going to mean for the industry long term? I think you know it might be a little cliche to say this, but I do think it brings a fresh perspective, new ideas, a desire to challenge the status quo and really push the industry forward. Like Brittany said, we're we're really focused on kind of that customer loyalty and driving affinity so that in a landscape where you've got, you know, prices are the highest that they've ever been. Uh, We've dealt with inventory challenges over the years. How do you, more specifically, you know, coming out of COVID. um, And so how do we, how do we keep customers in our ecosystem? And I do think that our generation has kind of a different way of doing it and a different way of storytelling. And so I think it just, it provides the opportunity for us to think about doing things differently and maybe a little bit more hunger for it as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. Mitch, bring us home. The next generation of promo leaders. I was at a conference in September. It, it was an industry conference, a conference called SKU Camp, put on our, mm-hmm. by our friends at the Common SKU. And the talent 
that was presenting and present at this two-day conference was kind of shocking in, in a phenomenal way. I think the days of you know, the outsiders, meaning anybody that we deal with that's not in our industry. I think that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, calling the industry the trinkets and trash industry was pretty, pretty normal, standard. I don't think people questioned it all that much. It was what it was. I mean, from what I saw at this conference, like we are so far away from that mantra or that stereotype or whatever you want to call it. Uh, assuming that, you know, a customer is working with the right company in our space. Like I'm sure there's a lot of that sort of trinkets and trash, old school mentality, trunk slammer type of way of working out there still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be hard to, to survive uh, in the next 10 years because look out, there's an unbelievable amount of talent in our industry. And um, yeah, it's just changing in, in a dramatic way. Uh, and I'm really excited to be part of it. So that's what I got to say about that. Great. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mitch, Megan, Brittany, for joining us today. We appreciate it. Congratulations on being named to the 2022 Counselor Power 50 list. And for full Power 50 coverage, please head to asicentral.com slash news. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Thank you all. Thanks for your time. Bye, guys. Bye.